behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friend. Power, ferocity, and directness describes the attack of the animal kingdom's most feared victim, the tiger, whose major weapons are his powerful forepaws and razor-sharp claws, which, with a single swipe, can down a full-grown deer. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Friday, September 22nd, 2023 AD. I am Angry Tiger, and this is the Tiger and the Snake Financial Report. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Goldman Sachs got caught once again with a hand in the cookie jaw, and now it smells. Will they be penalized? We'll find out. Also, the national debt hits $33 trillion. No worries, we are unlimited when it comes to spending. Maybe they will pay off the debt with more debt. Hmm, maybe. Also, J.P. Morgan says oil to hit $150 a barrel. That will help slow down inflation. Perhaps in another dimension, the clockwork elves are very happy about this. The dollar has reached golden cross status. What in the Sam Hill does that mean? We will find out together. Diesel destruction and what it means to you. We will also check on crypto, the markets, precious metals, and much, much more. Angry Tiger is back in the saddle. His tail is poofy and irritated, and he has a pearl button bangled billy of a show ready for you. Another caucus of fresh financial information to be laid at your feet. So hold on, because you have the tiger by the tail. And with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Bouncer the Doom Dog patrolling for vomits with tyranny on their breath and lice in their beards. What is going on, one and all? I am Angry Tiger, and I am very, very happy to be back. Um, I, uh, I first of all would uh, would like to uh, tell everyone thank you. Um, I, I, I mean, really, I, I'm not going to get into this too much because I'll get emotional. Um, I want to thank everybody for all the the thoughts, um, the prayers, the kind words. I was overwhelmed uh, by our community, um, and, and I can't really say enough. I can't give you the, the gratitude in my heart uh, because I believe the, the prayers worked. I believe in the power of prayer, um, and uh, I, I just I, I can't tell you guys enough how much I, you know I appreciate you guys. I, I really can't. Um, and I just, just a quick update. What happened? I was, uh, I was having some dizzy spells and the problem, uh, was I didn't, I, I didn't know what was causing it. And I was getting some, uh, heart palpitations as well. And, um, well, they changed some stuff in StreamYard here, but anyway, um, so I went to the ER on, uh, I believe it was Monday and, uh, they didn't come up with any answers. They checked for blood clots and all that good stuff. And then, uh, um, I also, uh, went back on the day before yesterday i went to u of m which is a a bigger er and uh you know they're supposed to be the latest and the greatest and uh the doctors there were uh like uh, oh you should quit drinking caffeine after i waited for we were there for 13 hours overnight mama tiger and i and it was very very taxing on my my uh patients but uh yeah so they monitored my heart and i guess that's okay my lungs are clear that's a good thing no blood clots so uh, it's a mystery but I did notice something uh, that my blood pressure was uh, way up, way up. My, my resting blood pressure is usually about 112 over 75. And uh, my blood pressure was uh, 190 or no, 179 over 90, which for Angry Tiger is like super high. And I have a feeling that 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 was probably the problem, because what I've done is I've taken some steps to uh, lower my blood pressure in an immediate sense. And I'm going to take some steps to lower my blood pressure in a long-term sense. So I'm not going to go on about myself here and my health, but I just want to give you guys an update. And uh, this is not medical advice, but if you're having blood pressure problems, CBD oil, a good one, um, organic, not, not, not health advice again. And this is not financial advice, of course, 
but I'm not a doctor or a financial wizard by any means, but, um, um, that, that really, that'll lower your, your blood pressure by 10 basis points or more immediately. Very quick. Yes. Karen Carpenter is in the chat and she's very wise. I, I have been taking my beet powder and I, I upped the dose a little bit because I ran out too. That's a, that's a funny thing. I ran out. I was out for about a week. Imagine that. And then my blood pressure shoots up, but there's another thing, you know, you guys know, um, I'm, 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 a I believe in a lot of different things. They're de- trying to depopulate us. Okay, they poison our food. They poison our water. They, they. I mean, there's a lot of amazing, crazy things going on. But, you know, there, there's a good chance that the shedding, the 5G, and the combination of those things might have been having an effect on me. So we're all under attack. I have very close friends who are very sensitive to the 5G, and it's 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 crushing their lives and, and pray for them. Um, and, and there's a lot of things going on environmentally, the air we breathe, everything, the food we eat, the water, all that affects your health. So please, ladies and gentlemen, keep a good eye on eyeball on your health, because when it really comes down to it, the only people who care about your health are you and your loved ones, of course. Okay. So the doctors are are there, but I mean, we just seen what happened with the, the last, you know, scam thing that happened. And, and we, we can tell by the advice we were given that they really don't care about us. They just care about their jobs. So uh, I'm going to share a little bit of Gene Autry tonight because it's fitting. And if you guys, um, please let me know if you can hear this in the YouTube chat. And then I'm going to go to the chat, say hello to everybody. And then we are going to get into the financial news. Yes, the tiger is powered up and ready to roll. So uh, here we go. I'm going to get some Gene Autry in here with a fitting song for us here. And uh, let me know if you guys can hear this. Yes. Yes, a little Gene Autry back in the saddle again. All right. So. What do we got going on in the financial world since the tiger was uh, running around here? I was keeping my eyeball on things, though. Uh, can't hear. Sorry. Sorry, guys. You couldn't you, you couldn't hear my Gene Autry. It was back in the saddle again. Um, they just switched things up on, uh, on, on uh, StreamYard again there, uh, JB. Let's check the chats real quick. I got Tom Koopa in the Rumble chat. I got the real Jason Baca in the Rumble chat, Harlan Stonewell, Karen Carpenter, and Rhonda Tate. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for viewing. And Kat Goida. I hope I said that right, Kat Goida. Bouncing around tonight. That's right. Oh, yeah. Chris Graves in the chat. What's going on? The mastodon of researchers. Yes. Very good. Okay. We're going to rock and roll here and get her rolling. I'm going to get over to my trinkets and all my good stuff over here. So I can uh, do some things while I'm doing the report, do some additives and all that kind of stuff. And uh, let me see here, get Chris's comment out of there real quick. Anyway, here we go. Goldman Sachs got caught with a hand in a cookie jar. Oh, no. And now it smells because that cookie jar is full of putrid things. And uh, when they stick their hand in it, they got into the putridness. But anyways... So basically what's going on is they have inaccurate blue sheets and the Securities and Exchange SEC Commission announced Friday that is find financial giant. Remember that word, financial giant, Wall Street megabank. Okay, this is a Wall Street megabank. They find them a whopping. Are you ready for this? Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe they did this to these poor people. They find them $6 million. Can you believe that? Do you know what $6 million is to Goldman Sachs? That's like two pennies to us. That's like not doing anything. That's not even, they didn't even slap their hand. They didn't even do that. They said, bad boy, don't do that no more. That's what they did. And that's a bunch of nonsense. But anyway, so let's go. Blue sheets are documents. So they, 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 they fudged their blue sheets. Blue sheets are documents detailing the specifics of transactions that are sent to the SEC. SEC. Okay, the SEC, um, they gave they them a $6 million penalty to resolve the SEC's charges. So they could, nobody goes to jail. How many times has Goldman Sachs been caught doing something bad? And they never go to jail. That's just how this works. This light's a little bit bright. I'm going to dim it a little bit here. Burning my eyes. Anyways, 
So, and of course they agreed to pay it. And I think that really all these banks, when they get caught doing stuff and they, they have to pay this fine to the SEC, I think they're just giving money to the SEC. Just it's part of the scam, right? SEC gets money. Goldman Sachs gets to do what they want. SEC people are probably, you know, in on whatever's going on, which most of this stuff affects the market investing and all that kind of good stuff hedge funds according to the sec goldman sachs submitted over twenty-two thousand incomplete blue sheets <laughs> over the past decade me and you would be under the jail anyways in total the blue sheets were related to at least 163 million transactions oh boy according to the sec goldman sachs admitted responsibility and agreed to pay the fine voluntarily the sec's order finds that the Goldman Sachs willingly violated the broker-dealer record keeping, see, this is between brokers and all that, and reporting provisions of the federal securities law. Goldman admitted the findings in the SEC's order and agreed to be censored and to pay the $6 million penalty. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, because they are royalty, <laughs> Goldman Sachs doesn't pay anything. Okay, and that that's extremely irritating to me. Um, not a good thing. Um, while we are out here toiling away, and if we break any minuscule law, we get thrown under the jail. We get fined enormous amounts that will crush us financially. But the golden boys over at Goldman Sachs, the bankers who, you know, they, these snake, these guys are, are, are with and are snake-headed gypsy tin-bending bastards. They are, they are part of the cabal. All the mega banks are, like I said, they are arms of the Federal Reserve. Arms, legs, and feet, hands, depending on the size of the bank, of the Federal Reserve. They are in cahoots. 100%, okay? Goldman Sachs doesn't pay anything at the discount window. Anyways, where a smaller bank will, they'll pay an interest fee. So and that the discount window is where banks go to borrow money so they can fake liquidity, okay? It's not enough that the, bot, that the repo bond market and they're shifting money all over the place overnight to fake liquidity, okay? But um, they, they also like to do that. So uh, with those two things involved, the liquidity is faked and the balance, the balance sheets look good. So here's another thing. Speaking of bankers, J.P. Morgan Chase came out with this. And uh, this is bad news, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't, you know, again, I, I, this is doing this report every week is, is extremely, I would say, stressful, saddening, and alarming. And it leaves a very crappy taste in an angry tiger's mouth. Um, it's not like eating fresh antelope meat at all. It is like eating a fresh crap sandwich uh, with corn in it. Imagine that. Ugly, ugly thing. Horrible tasting. Don't ever try it. Uh, but they are ramming them down our throat one after another, one crap sandwich after another. So the surge in oil prices this year has has angered, <laughs> angered drivers. Are you guys angry yet? Are you guys a bunch of angered drivers over there? Um Yes, his angered drivers tainted Americans' views on the economy and confounded both the White House and the Federal Reserve. Oh, boy, that's a really hard task. They confounded Sleepy Joe over there, you know, poopy pants Joe Biden, coin man. He's confounded. Imagine that. Coin, coin. So anyway, um, it's confounded them. Um, in a new report Monday, J.P. Morgan warned that clients, warned clients that Brent crude oil will hit 125 next year and 150 in 2023 in large part because OPEC doesn't have nearly as much firepower to respond to the high prices as they assume. Bullshit. This is total crap. That's right. Here we go. That That's right. They're shit eaters. And on the 5G tip, yes, you're right, Karen Carpenter. It's everywhere, and they don't know anything uh, about that stuff there. You mentioned that there, and they're going to put you in one of those funny suits, right, and send you down to the uh, the institution, right? You're going to be institutionalized. And, and what's what was that nurse's name in, uh, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? She's going to come and give you some, some uh, what, what do they give people, some Deprecote or maybe some, something like that. Anyways, um, Cornholio 2024, I love it, Harlan. Anyway, so that's bullcrap because the Saudis um, cut back oil production so they can make their $80. The OPEC has cut back oil production. $80 a barrel. They need the $80 and above to be profitable. When, when, when it goes below $80, they're doing something. Something is going on. They have some kind of trick up their sleeve. And the trick up the sleeves of uh, – the that's right, Chris Graves, Planet Pop-Tardians. The trick up the sleeve is the oil booby trap, okay? I don't know who they're in cahoots with over here. 
But and the other trick up the sleeve is the BRICS nations. We are uh, our country, our our country who has been usurped by globalist forces via the banking cabal. Okay, is under attack not because of the citizens, but because of the actions of being the policemen, quote unquote. Okay, and bullies of the world, blowing up people's homes, destroying whole nations, wiping everything out, pushing everybody around with our petrodollar, and people are pissed. They're finally sick of it. So we are going to be in an energy war, and unless we start using our own oil, which they will never let us do, okay, because then we'd be paying two fifty a gallon, and for some reason that's some kind of sin to them. Okay, that, that unless we start using our own oil. We are, the hell is coming when it comes to energy, especially oil. Especially oil. What do we got here? Poop Sandridge reminds me of the original prankster video. <laughs> yeah, exactly, JB. Um, hip, I remember that. I totally remember that. So what we got next here? Ah, yes, the debt clock. Now, I have a little information for you. Now, I don't know if this is going to stay like this, but, okay, where are we at? It has been 60 hours since we hit a record 33 trillion on the debt clock. Look at all those numbers. Look at them going up. Those are numbers exponentially rising. Look at this. Look at this. And that is the debt. 33 trillion. Ladies and gentlemen, a trillion dollar bills, I believe, can go to the sun and back. And our human minds cannot comprehend how many a trillion is. Like, we can't picture that in our head. It's impossible, right? Okay, so I just want you to think for a minute, 33 trillion. So it's been 60 hours since we have hit 33 trillion. And thanks to Gregory Manorino for doing the math on this. And yes, I double checked it because I don't want, and I don't need to double check Gregory Manorino. He is a bad ass. I, I, am, I am a child at his feet. Um, but I like to make sure that maybe sometimes people make mistakes, even the best of us. And, and I, re, I, I re-engineered the math. So 60 hours ago, we hit 33 trillion. And it's up by another, you ready? Are you ready? 50 billion, okay? You know what that means? That's 833 million an hour. I'm gonna repeat that in case you didn't hear me. And I'm not going to get upset because I don't think that'd be healthy if I angry tiger right now. I'm feeling pretty good. $833 million an hour, our national debt is raising. That should make us all go insane. Insane. That is madness. But it's okay because we're unlimited. Yes, we've got money over here in the government anyway. We are unlimited. We are stealing your great-grandchildren's future so we can run our military-industrial complex country here over here. And our, our Leviathan government with all the boondoggles. We must keep the garbage-eating politicians happy. Being The trough of corruption must be filled by the snake-headed gypsy tin benders at the Federal Reserve and the cauldron of mercury that they have in the bottom of the Federal Reserve where they, they throw innocent things and listen to the screams. And you're probably sick of me saying that, but it's very relevant. Anyway, back to banks. You, uh, where distressed commercial real estate loans are piling up the fastest. So... The rate of loans that the, the rate of loans backing office properties that are considered distressed or delinquent is on the rise as landlords of outdated office towers struggle to refill vacancies and cash flow on those buildings becomes a bigger challenge. And that's coming out of the LA Business First uh, journal. Um, they want you to pay for a lot of stuff, but you get the point. And moving further, okay, this guy, I'm not fond of uh, Kevin O'Leary. He's kind of okay, but he's a Keynesian. I, I know he is. Um, I think he might prescribe to some Austrian economics, but I think at heart he's really a Keynesian um, from other things that I've heard him say. And he's on the shark tank. You know, I mean, he's, I don't know. I don't know what kind of guy he is. I can't really judge him. But anyways, with lower occupancy rate and higher interest rates, he says, the commercial real estate is confronting significant challenges. And according to the shark tank star, Kevin O'Leary, a downturn in the sector could have repercussions beyond real estate really you mean like banks falling over people losing everything 
you think perhaps that's going to help the economy? Well, I'm glad he's very astute. Okay, we could we can tell that he's got a lot more money than Angry Tiger, so he's doing something right. But even in cities like Boston, you find a lot of vacancies. You know, up to forty percent of buildings. And this is and the challenge is in every other real estate cycle when you have a correction, which is about to happen here because of rising rates, and we've got to refinance these buildings, and many of them have no equity in them, refinancing at the ridiculous interest rates you see. This is this all ties together, ladies and gentlemen. It's hurting the commercial re real estate business. Those interest rates hurt you. They hurt me. They hurt everybody. And they do absolutely nothing to fight inflation. Nothing to fight. I repeat, nothing to fight inflation. Okay, that's all bullcrap. So many of these office spaces are in subgrade markets, O'Leary said in a recent interview with Fox Business. But even in cities like Boston, you find lots of vacancies, you know, 40% of buildings. And the challenge is every other real estate. I just read that. But you get the point. Oh, oh every other real estate is a uh, real estate cycle when you have corrections, which is about to happen of rising rates. And we've got to refinance these buildings. And many of them have no equity left in them. So they're not making any money on them. They're stuck in the loan. They're trying to refinance the loan. They're flailing. They're drowning and they're flailing and they're going down. And that's what's happening here. And you've heard Gerald Salente, David Knight, Gregory Manorino. I could go on and on. The list goes on and on. We have been banging the drum, banging the bell for two years about the commercial real estate market. And now finally, Mr. O'Leary and mainstream media are paying attention to it. Imagine that. Isn't that nice of them? Well, that's good. I'm glad that they uh, actually see something is going on. Maybe the general public will wake up a little bit. Back to gas. Okay. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I have. I'm a diesel truck driver right now. I'm not truck driver, but I drive my diesel. My Mercedes is down. I haven't had time to fix it. Um, but even normal gas and diesel prices are shooting through the roof. Uh, Russia has curbed their exports. There's a diesel shortage. Um, and they're blaming it on Russia now. So um, I'm pretty sure that uh, they'll continue to do so. They like to blame things on Russia. But uh, Russia issued a temporary ban of the export of gasoline and diesel in response to a worsening fuel shortage, according to the gov a government decree. The order signed by Russian Prime Minister Mikhaili Mishutin said that temporary restrictions are effective as of Thursday. The energy minister also said it would prevent unauthorized gray exports of motor fuels fuel shortage i don't know what a gray export is i don't think they're going to explain it in this article but maybe one day we'll look into it fuel shortages have been reported nationwide in russia which is one of the world's biggest producers of oil and gas wholesale fuel prices have soared across the country temporary restrictions will help saturate the fuel market which will in turn reduce prices for consumers russia's cabinet said in the statement russian newspaper Zvestia is still around there's no news and that's vestia no truth in prada dang it reported last month that there were gasoline shortages at fuel stations nationwide, including in the city of, of Astrakhan, Volgard, and Saratov, Rizian, and Norvisabrisk. I'm probably butchering all of that. And in the Republic of Kalmykia. <laughs> Anyways, um, I pulled this up because there, there's, they're having, there's a diesel shortage worldwide. And... I am not lionizing Russia by any sense of the means, but at least they're trying to do something to help the people that live in their country from what it seems. Um, so they're not going to export anything and they're going to leave everything in, in Russia, all the fuel. Okay. They're going to, they're going to let it collect a little bit before they start shipping it out and selling it again. Why can't we do that here? Why can't mummy man do that? Poopy pants, money man. Why, why can't he do that? I don't understand. I don't understand why nobody has advised him to do this. Um, you know, stop selling our damn oil. We don't get anything when you sell the oil. The people, they don't, it doesn't help us, okay? And it just, it, it makes me angry when I go and I look at Russia who doesn't allow GMO foods to be imported into their country. And now they do this to help their country out, their, their citizens out. By constricting the oil supply to the world, but making sure Russia has the oil, okay, for themselves. It's more important to them to have the oil inside their country than it is to sell it and make money, okay, at least on its face. Who knows what they're planning over there? And again, I am not lionizing Russia or Putin in any way or, or admiring them. That's just how these things work. I'm going to check the chat real quick and take a sip of water here. What we got going on? Whoa, it just uh, disappeared. Here we go. Cat. 
Goita. Yep, the military industrial intelligence banking complex, plus just pure graft and people living on a different plane of reality from the rest of us, wasting more money daily than we. That's right. You are 100% right, Cap. Harlan, see you later. You had to go, eh? Anyways, but yeah, it 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 is crazy. It is crazy. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, you know I say that a lot, uh, and it's it's madness, cat, that we can say that. <laughs> I mean, think about that for a minute. We want we want the president. The president of Russia looks like he cares more about his people than our our leaders do. And that's pretty crappy. Another crap sandwich. Okay, this is with peas and corn in it. Horrible. Here we go, Jason. It would JB. It would be nice to have someone with a pulse in here. Yeah, I, I think you're talking about the president, CJ. I, I agree, brother. I agree. What's up, Mister Graves? Laughing. I like it. I love it. Here we go, Tom Cooper. Get rid of all the politicians. They are worthless eaters. They are garbage eating bastards. That's right. Greed, greed, greed. That's what runs them. Okay, another warning on U.S. Treasury market instability. And I want to point something out. You see this? I go everywhere to find shit. I go all over the place so I can bring you the news, the financial news, break it down into working man's English so all of us can understand it, and then perhaps we can discern it to our friends and neighbors and alert them to the crisis that we have. Because if we just talk in an echo chamber, you've heard me say this a million times, we're not going any. We're not going to go anywhere. Nothing's going to change, and nothing is going to get done. We have to talk to the normies or the sheeple. I think maybe we should stop saying that and start thinking that these are our fellow countrymen and women. And if we're Christians, they are our brothers and sisters. Okay, we need to alert them. It is not a good thing to walk around with this arrogant attitude. Oh, I know about GMO. I know about fluoride in the water. I know about poison, poison this and poison that. And I, you know, oh, oh look, the, the normies, look at what they're doing. It's great to ridicule them. It's kind of funny. It irritates me. They irritate me. The pajama people in Walmart irritate me. But they're human beings like you and I. Okay, and we got to have mercy on them. That is the lesson. There's not a religion that I know of that does not say to have mercy on other people. So whatever uh, religion you are, or even if you're, you know, just, uh, you know, believe in karma, have some mercy on your fellow man and try to alert them, you know, in a, in a discerning way that is not bombastic. Don't tell them the clockwork elves are flying here from planet Poptoid to drop, you know, lizard babies that suck their brains out through their nostrils. Okay. That's, that's not going to work. Okay. That save that for later. Okay. Save that for after, after Mad Max times is over because Mad Max times are coming. Okay, we could save that stuff for later. Anyways, another warning on U.S. Treasury market instability, which if you've been watching the Tiger and the Snake Financial Report, you've been warned. The Bank of, oh, the Bank of International Settlements. Oh, boy, they, oh. Yes. The, bank, the, the BIS, the Bankers Banks, okay, has warned that the 22 trillion U.S., <laughs> That the 22 trillion U.S. Treasury market could be headed for another episode of major turbulence because of highly leveraged hedge fund bets. Speculative positions by leveraged investors are back, it said. Bets by hedge funds were creating conditions similar to those which led to the turbulence in September 2019 and a major crisis in March 2020. The warning set out in the in the BIS quarterly review issued on Tuesday is that the third to come from the major regulatory body in in the past weeks. In the report last month, the US Federal Reserve said there had been a buildup in the so-called basis trade, which seeks to exploit the very small differences between the price of the treasury bonds and the price of the future markets. The Financial Stability Board, a global watchdog consisting of the world's major financial ministers and central bankers, issued a report to the recent G20 meeting. It warned that large hedge funds with large levels of debt created by using derivatives had the potential to create market instability. So in, in working man's English, we're going to translate that. The debt market is the bond market. The debt market and the bond market have been unstable. I'm sure the, BI, the people at the BIS know this, but won't tell you this, that the Fed has been buying the debt to keep it stable. Okay, and that's all this this really means. Meanwhile, the yield curve worldwide on bonds is inverted. And it is and and that is scary stuff. Everyone should be that should be on the news every day, and it's not. Moving on. Credit card losses are rising at the fastest pace 
since the great financial crisis. Goldman Sachs predicts credit card losses will continue to climb through the end of 2024 into early 2025. What is unusual is that the losses are accelerating outside of economic downturn, the firm said. Credit card losses currently stand at 3.63, up 1.5% from the, from the bottom. Credit card companies are racking up losses at the fastest pace. Now, when they say credit card loss, that means people are defaulting on their credit cards. They can't pay them off. So like we were explaining, people can't sustain their standard of living on their wage. They've gone through their savings. Now they're burning out their credit cards. This is accelerating, ladies and gentlemen, at a hyper, like a ridiculous rate. Totally ridiculous. Record, and then again, just to emphasize the point, we got another one here um, from debt.com. Record high credit card debt in Q2 predicts future problems. I'm not going to get into this because I, I've been beating this horse for a while. If you guys have been watching me, you know that um, that credit card use is at an all-time high. $17 trillion in debt, the U.S. consumer. That's their debt. Like, not our debt, the country's debt, but the consumer's debt. Not good at all. Not at all. Billionaire investor. Bill Ackman says the Fed's fight against inflation may never end due to strikes and soaring gas prices. This guy is a genius. Again, the Federal Reserve might never win its war on soaring prices, says Bill Ackman. The long-term inflation rate is not going back to 2%, the billionaire investor said Thursday. A recent flare-up in gas prices has fueled fears that the Fed will have to hike interest rates again. So the Keynesians are starting to catch up here. They're a little bit slow on the uptake, aren't they? But um, they are definitely... They're definitely uh, uh, definitely catching up a little bit, and now they're starting to get alarmed because their Keynesians' greed-addled minds don't understand what is going on. They, they just watch what's happening, and then as they see it going on, they're like, oh, this is bad. We better talk about it. What do we got? Yes, AT, I've been saying that they're now refinancing their houses at increased interest rate. It was all by design. Yes, Jay, you've been hitting the nail on the head on that, and you can – Yes, Trump and his lockdowns. You are right about that one, too. Oh, yeah, Freedom Cities. Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. Anyways, um, so back to that's just more proof in the pudding. Home Depot CEO cries out about the growing trend of retail theft. Another sign the economy is in the shitta. Not very good. It is not good at all. And and things are, are getting worse. And as you see that, like Gerald Salente says, when people lose everything, they lose it. You're seeing this because the economy is getting worse and worse. Some of these people are, are, are people who do theft all the time. But I think the new uptick is people who are not knowing what else to do. You know, not a good thing at all. Not at all. Where are we at here? What do we got going on? Major stock market shift. Wall Street has been waiting for all year. They're partying, okay? Because the, the, the debt, mar well, again, the bond market got bought up, and we'll go over that in a second. So the party on Wall Street continues, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I live in Michigan, and Michigan is in the Rust Belt, and we are a big uh, big three state. We got Chrysler, GM, and uh, Ford, okay? All their headquarters are here, I believe. Um, we are Motown. We have had the uh, the big three here for quite some time. We also have the UAW, which I am not fond of at all. I do not agree with the UAW. I don't think we need that union anymore. Um, all they do is uh, make cars more expensive, and um, they are shooting themselves in the foot at this point. So there's something going on here, though, that I thought was interesting. Major automakers are calling into question the United Auto Workers' motives in launching targeted strikes in light of leaked messages by a union director. UAW communications director, Jana Foreman, Jonah, he's a Jonah. I like that name. That's good. No, a Jonah is different. A Jonah is bad, is a, is a bad thing. Um, it's usually bad luck in uh, maritime kind of situations. But Jonah Fuman, Furman discussed the union's public posturing of issues and targeted strikes as causing recurring rep reputations damage and operational chaos to the automakers. The leaked message comes as Fane, I don't know what that means, on Friday announced additional plants, the union plans to strike. Major automakers are calling into question the UAW's motives in launching targeted strikes in light of the leaked message by union director calling to keep them wounded 
for months. These no good bastards. These UA, this is why I don't like these bastards. They're they're trying to hurt the automotive companies. Who do you think is really being hurt? These UAW workers, after a certain amount of time, they don't get crap. Okay. They don't get crap in pay from the UAW as the UAW fleeces them all these years out of all this money. Organized crime is all it really is. Okay. And they're going to get hurt. We're going to get hurt because this is going to hurt the economy. This doesn't just hurt the auto workers. It hurts all tier one automotive suppliers, all the little tool and die shops that make stuff for the automotive suppliers, all the places that deliver parts back and forth for automotives, the automotive industry. It is crushing them. That's right. Bad luck to Jonah. You're right. Look, Karen Carpenter knows her stuff. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. But that that's, that's what this is doing. And I don't understand how they can't see that. It's just unbelievable. So I'm uh, not happy with the unions. Usual shenanigans. And they're doing this just to make the big three look bad. Unbelievable. Yes, Chris, I am doing good. I, I, I thank you very much for asking. Uh, hey, OP, what's going on? I'm glad to see you in the chat. Let me check the other chats real quick. My place is a ghost ghost town as usual. But um, I think we're going to move the Tiger and the Snake financial report up to uh, up to here, uh, up to up to here, up to 8 p.m. Uh, on Friday. So that way uh, I'm not scrambling around so much. Um, I got a new gig and it's it's uh, it's it's really hard to get in here on uh, on Friday. So um at 4 p.m. So, and I was really pushing hard to do it. And then, you know, trying to cram everything in. I, you know, still is pretty thorough, but it's just, it's, it's stressful for me. So I'm going to try to do what's right for angry every now and then. But anyway, U.S. dollar scores first golden cross since July, 2021, signaling more trouble for stocks ahead. Now, why they say that is because the stock market does not like a strong dollar. They like a weaker dollar. That's why Trump was pummeling the dollar. When uh, when he was in office, because he thinks the stock market's the economy and it's not. It's a totally different world, totally different dimension and has absolutely nothing to do with us when it's doing good. The only time it really affects us is when it's in the crapper. okay? and that's when it affects us. And I don't understand why it works out that way, but it does. So the U.S. dollar has completed its first golden cross since July 2021, which could mean the greenback is going higher, creating more problems for stocks. Heading into, into Friday's settlement, the 50-day average on the ICE U.S. dollar index, a gauge of the, of the dollar's value against the basket of its biggest rivals, heavily weighed toward the euro, stands at 103.15, higher than the 200-day moving average, which was 103.11. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? They're tight, a 0. 0. 0.4 increase in points. And they're happy about it. That's not even one percentage point. So anyway, um, that's the story with that. The 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 golden cross. Um, nonsense. And all that does is help the market out a little bit. Um, that does not help us. The dollar is not getting any stronger. It's just compared to the other currencies, it's the prettiest girl of the ball. If you go and you try to spend your dollar, as you can see, and inflation going on, it is not good. It is not worth a crap. It is toilet paper. Hurry up and buy some precious metals. Maybe go to Wise Wolf Gold and check them out. Not financial advice. Um, the price gap between renting and buying has hit its widest point since 2000, a new analysis shows. Renting is far cheaper and smarter option for Americans today. And this, uh, JB, JB, and uh, you've been talking about this. They, they want us renting. That's what they want. They want to turn us all into serfs, all renters, that's exactly the goal, and that's where this story is going. That's why I pulled this up. They're trying to turn us into runners, and they're trying to cram us into these cities. That's what they want. It's not going to stop. That Nothing good is going on. They don't have any good plans for us, ladies and gentlemen. I wish they were taking us. They were going to go out and buy us some balloons and take us to the zoo, but that's not what's going to happen. Instead, they're going to buy us some shackles, and they're going to chain us to some hellhole ship and make us roll like slaves and catch, uh, what is that, vitamin C uh, deficiency? Scurvy. That's what they're going to do. They're handing out scurvy uh, packets. Anyway, here we go again. Government shutdown would add body blows to the U.S. economy. I'm not so sure about that. I think a government shutdown would be a good thing for the economy. Anyways, um, again, another shutdown's looming. We know that's meaningless. We know that's all hyperbole. 
not a big deal at all. Um, they will fund the government. They will have to go back to the Federal Reserve, the, the, the lender of last resort and first resort, and they will have to borrow money again to fulfill the relationship, the incestuous relationship between the Federal Reserve and our, our gigantic authoritarian centralized government. That's how this works. We are living in a Keynesian nightmare fever dream. Okay. Unfortunately, we're actually living in it and it's not just a dream. We're not going to wake up and be in an Austrian economical dream, which would be much better. We are going to stay stuck in this Keynesian fever dream until it self implodes. But the problem is, is we all know they're going to run the currency into the ground and come up with a new one. And the Federal Reserve will still be in charge because that's how this works. They're never going to relinquish control. Like Tony Arterman said a couple of weeks ago, they've killed over a billion people to keep the petrodollar's hegemony. There's nothing that I would put past them after saying that. Now, we are going to get on to some CBDC news. And with that being said, I need to get, here we go. Yes, you've seen all those wonderful things that are going to happen to us with the CBDC and how they're going to usher it in. So Bank of America says CBDCs are the future of money and payment. Um, I'm not going to get too far into this because it is it says what it is. And, and I think David Knight and a couple other people covered this, but they're slowly moving into this. This is not going to happen tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even think this is going to happen by next year. I'm thinking maybe by 20. 2030 it depends how fast they destroy the currency or with the inflation and how you know how they're how long they're going to drag the inflation fighting out you know and that's that's just going to be suffering for us all the inflation is going to get so hot that it'll burn your face right off it will burn your face right off that is right mr t you are 100 percent right so what else do we got here more cbdc news so the democrats speak up for cbdc but Republicans say there's a dark side. Don't let the Republicans fool you. They're going to jump at this, but they're all going to come out when inflation's at its peak. We're eating dirt, okay? And we're crawling around and, and we're looking for, you know, our wits and our eyeballs, which have been blown out of our head because we've been hit so hard by inflation, okay? The, then the Republicans are going to say, well, look, this is going to help inflation. We'll be able to control things in real time, control and constrict the money supply. That way inflation doesn't get high. And they'll, the conservatives will sell it to the people who prescribe to their theories. And this is the problem I have with the whole conservative and Republican party. Again, I've said this before. The, Republic, the Democrats, when they are going to kick you in the groin, they're going to say, hey, I'm going to kick you in the groin as hard as I can. The Republicans, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't do that. They they get behind your ear and they start massaging your shoulders and they take it easy. We've got everything under control. We love you. And as they're doing that, they've got this razor blade and they're going. That's what they do. So I I, I like them probably less than I like the, the the Democrats and their their social issue shit that they claim to be when when, when push comes to shove, it's all bullshit. Okay, because they they actually. Pat the plumber, welcome to the show. They actually don't don't give a rat's ass about that social stuff. Because when push comes to shove, they do nothing. They do absolutely nothing when it comes to it. It's all lip service. Okay, you want lip service? Go down to the the the, uh, the massage parlor down the road. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm sorry, ladies. I am sorry for that horrible crass joke. Please forgive me. I'm usually not uh, ugly like that. That was, I just it just came to mind. I don't know why. Anyways. U.S. anti-CBD sells some good news, okay? The, the Anti-Privacy Act or whatever they call it, the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act, aimed at preventing the Federal Reserve from issuing a CBDC currency, has passed the House Financial Services Committee. Um, that is good news. Um, according to the press release distributed by the bill's author, Representative Tom Emmer on September... Thank you, Mr. Emma. I remember covering this, Mr. Emma, when you first brought this out. 
The anti-surveillance state act was passed out of the committee and favorably reported to the House floor. That means the bill will next face a congressional vote. Emmer stressed that the bill has already gained the support of 60 members of Congress, and in his remarks regarding the committee's decision, Emmer once again emphasized the dangers of state control over currency and its incompatibility of American values. Quote, American values, this is what the future global economy, global digital economy needs. I, I will go back, okay. American values, this is what the future global digital economy needs. If not open permissionless and private, just like cash, a central bank digital currency is nothing more than a CCP communist party style surveillance that can be weaponized to oppress the American way of life. I appreciate Mr. Emmer doing this and getting this bill into the House Finance Committee and pushing the bill, but this is the problem. The global digital economy, this you hear his, his wording, this is what the global American values, this is what the global digital economy needs. There's two things wrong with that statement. Number one, we don't need digital economies. That's shit. Okay, because it's still control. There's no difference between the damn Chinese CCP, CCP and what we have now when 85% or 90% of transactions are done digitally and they can track the damn things. He's using word magic, and I don't like that. That's word alchemy, not word smithing like, like the new prisoner who you can catch on 10 a.m. live with the new prisoners broadcast every Friday, Eastern time. Okay, not like that, not a word smith, but this is word alchemy. So th I'm skeptical of this guy, and I'm skeptical of this bill now. Because the way that he's wording things, okay? We don't need digital. We don't need a digital economy. We already are under control. CBDC will make it easier for them to manipulate how we use our money and punish us more. But they can do that now. Look what they did to the trucker people over there in Canada. They froze bank accounts, all kinds of shit. Look how they demonetize people. Look how they, you can't bank if you're, you, know, you have a certain opinion. Are we are not already in a CCP style kind of thing, even without the damn CBDC? So this is really irritating to me. Makes the tiger's tail get super poofy when he hears shit like this. Okay, I, excuse my French, guys, but I mean, I'm really, I've really had it with these people. I'm really up to my wits' end, so to speak, with these people. So I just wanted to let you know. And and now here we go. The global digital, global economy needs. That's another thing that I don't like. And American values. That's another thing. I I am not bashing our country. Our values are excellent. This country was founded on Christian values. Christian values is what founded civilization everywhere, or in most places, at least in Western civilization. Okay, so we can't we can't just say, oh, well, Christians did, you know, because because there's other civilizations, uh, you know, the Chinese civilization, many other civilizations, but in the Western civilization, it was Christian values that that founded our civilization. Okay, but who are we? to go around pushing our values on other people if they don't want them around the world. That's not an American value. That's an anti-American value. And these, these garbage-eating politicians, even the ones who put up halfway decent bills like this, they can't get that out of their head. They want to run the world. What kind of an American value is that? Go back to the damn history books. Go read some Madison. Go read some, uh, go read some Jefferson. Go read some Mason. Read some, read, some, read some stuff about why this country was founded and how it was founded. And, and then maybe come back to me with trying to jam American values down everybody's throat. That's what got us into this shithole mess is the military industrial complex trying to take over the world. We are the new Roman empire and we are falling. The moral depravity and the economy are falling faster than the, than, than the Roman empire could have ever dreamed to fall. And we don't even have barbarian hordes at our gates for Pete's sake. Anyways. I know this isn't really a financial thing, but I found this extremely interesting, and I, I figured I, I know my viewers would enjoy this. And this is on a mainstream. Okay, this is off of Bing, guys, my Bing ticker. Okay, that's Microsoft. Climate scientists startling confession, exaggerated role of global warming in California, California's wildfires for journal publication. So I'm just going to read the first couple paragraphs. A climate scientist has con has confessed to overstating the role of global warming in California wildfires to align to align with pre-approved narratives. Do you hear me? Pre-approved narratives. Who in the hell is pre-approving these narratives? The tiger would like to know. Makes him very angry. And I'm going to, because since I can't freak out. Yes. Yes. Anyways, back to what I was going to say. 
All right, back to this article. And a revelation that is stunned. They're stunned. We all knew this. They've been reporting on this for many, many times. I mean, we all, we absolutely know about this. Um, in a revelation that has stunned the scientific community, a leading climate scientist, Dr. Patrick T. Brown, has admitted to misrepresenting his research on the California wildfires, choosing to emphasize solely the climate change narrative and sidelining other significant factors like maybe some forestry management in a bid to secure a spot in the prominent scientific publications. Can you guys believe that? I can't believe it. I am absolutely amazed. Can I? I unbelievable it's crazy you know what we need to do with this climate change crap i say this calls for action and now nip it in the bud yes like bonnie fife says we need to nip it in the bud here's another one manufactured climate consensus deemed false by climate scientists the time for debate has ended okay i don't know exactly where um they were going with this 100 percent. what what did i do i just skipped something no okay yeah this is it. We're, we're still there okay is there really a man-made global warming crisis although the urgency surrounding hundreds of international environment con- environmental conferences could make such a question seem ridiculous some leading scientists warn that the global warming panic is all a big scam again ladies and gentlemen i would like to point out that i got this off of bing you see it right here. Okay. For many years, the world seemed to have reached a climate consensus about the growing threat to the environment with support, with the support of an overwhelming majority of the world's renowned scientists. They're crapitists. That's what they are. They're shititists. They're bullshit artititists. Okay. How the hell did I say that? Bullshit artititists? What in the What you God talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What I'm talking about there, Arnold, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Anyways, various treaties have been, bo- been born. The United Nations is leading the charge with this climate consensus, and its core message has been pretty clear. The environment is under human threat. We have to act now. But is that really true? Some top-level scientists have come out to refute these claims. One of them is Dr. John Clauser. Everybody give a... A hand of uh, a round of applause for Mr. Clauser, a renowned physicist and Nobel Prize winner. He vehemently a Nobel piece of crap prize winner, but um, Nobel Prize, I'm not impressed with the people they give it to. But this guy, I think he deserves it. He vehemently opposes the notion of man-made climate crisis. In fact, he believes it is a deliberate hoax. Welcome to the party. Guys, this is why I pulled this up. There's hope, guys. There is some hope. There's hope because of people like like David Knight, people like Tony Arterburn, people like Gregory Manorino, Gerald Salente, Jason Barker, myself, number six, Chris Graves, Tom Cooper, the people who know what the hell is going on. We have been reporting on this. We have been trying to warn people about this. We have told we're blue in the face. Nobody pays attention to that orange-yellow thing, these, these crapitists. Don't pay attention, the shititists to that big orange ball in the sky called the sun, which has been going berserk lately, by the way, if you have an EMF or a, uh, any kind of frequency uh, um, sensitivity going on. You guys should check that out. Um, it's not a good thing. Anyways, um, back, to, uh, back to the news, yeah. All right. All right, Bank of America, we, went, we did the CBDC thing. We did that. We did that. We did the climate change thing. Where are we at? We're going to check the markets. Oh, we're getting ready to wrap everything up. Wonderful. Okay. Here we go. Now, we're going to go over the market here today. Not, we're a little bit in the red, but the Dow Jones is at 33,000. Okay. S&P 500 down. NASDAQ down. Or NASDAQ up a little bit. Dow Jones down 106 points. Not a big deal for them. Volatility index is down. The dollar, the strength of dollar is up, like I did report. Um, Tech stocks seem to be up. Oil at $90.29 a barrel. Do you understand what a $150 barrel of oil will do to us? It, nothing good is going to happen. This is what's going to happen. We are going to die. Yes, Indiana Jones had it right. We are going to die. Not good. Um, It's going to crush us. It's going to make inflation insane. Because this pen is made from oil. But, you know, all the petroleum distillates. Okay. You have 
all of our food and goods and services are moved on gasolina, okay, or petro, all right? And there's a diesel shortage right now. All this is going to affect prices. Ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 I am begging you, please prepare. Prepare for this. Why am I spending $10 at Patreon? What in the heck is that? Anyways, um, please prepare for this. Just hard commodities. This is not financial advice. And that goes for precious metals, but that also goes for food, medicine, medicinal or, or medical supplies, things that people are going to use on the daily. Go to the Dollar General and hoard those things. Buy them up right now and just keep them in a, in a cabinet. Keep them in a box. Keep them in a room. You are going to be able to barter with those things. Mad Max times are coming. They're coming. I don't think that we are ready. The government is, is, is not ready for this. I'm hoping they don't go apeshit on us and send out the military to, to, to make sure that we all don't kill each other. Instead, they kill us. But um, I, I just, this is terrifying when I think about this. And, you know, when I was sick here, I'm going to take a pause here on the market. When I wasn't feeling well, you know, I, 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 was, I was in fear of my life. I'll be honest with you. And, and I, I, I'm scared to die. Anybody who says they're not scared to die is lying a little bit. I mean, I'm not terrified of death. I, I don't, I'm, I don't want to die because I love life. Um, and I, but when I die, I know there's a plan, right? I know that, that I'm going to, I'm going to paradise with my Lord and savior and I'm going to see my, my friends, my family, and contrary to some churches belief, my animals friends. Okay. And, 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 and the Paschal mysteries are going to be revealed to me. So that's not what scares me. What scared me is that I have my son who I love dearly. I have my grandson, Xavier. I have my granddaughter, Evelina. And, and I love them uh, more than life itself. And I want to be able to help them through this. Who's going to help take care of them? I have uh, my other loved ones, my friends. I've got Mama Tiger. I have even my dog. And when you're sick and you feel like you might not make it, those are the things that come to your mind. Those are the things that you worry about. And I just, you know, prepare yourselves for your family's sake. Okay. Keep yourself healthy. So you're here. So this wisdom that we're imparting and the wisdom that you have, you can impart to them. Okay. That's love. That, that, that's, don't be selfish. If you're sick, you're not taking care of yourself. You have an addiction. You have a food problem. If your blood pressure is high or something else is going on and you can change that, but you're not doing it. Don't be selfish. Give a little. And I, you know, I'm not preaching, you know, I'm not perfect person. When I say shit like this, I'm not trying to like preach to you guys. Okay. I have, I am, I have faulty as hell, uh, but you know, don't be selfish. You're being selfish. You might not even know you're being selfish. You know, if you have some kind of a problem with your health, you owe it to yourself, but you owe it more to your loved ones. Okay. That's who you owe it to, to make sure that you stay on this earth as long as you possibly can to help them out. And I digress. So gold, which is kind of crazy. So gold went up five basis points today. Even though the relative strength of the dollar went higher, usually that doesn't happen. Usually it's the opposite. Gold will go down when the strength of the dollar goes up. But the market is in fantasy world, so we don't, you know. And again, I hate judging gold and silver by U.S. dollars, fiat dollars, because it's it's a meaningless it's a meaningless measurement. It's not quantifiable measuring measuring your money, real money, real currency with debt, with a debt based currency. So that's that's nonsense. Silver. Uh, not too much moving around on silver. We're still hovering around the $23 mark. So $23.55 gold at 1,924 oil. Like I said, was up. Let's look at the 10 year yield here. This is my favorite, you know, angry tiger's favorite activity in the market is to look at the 10 year yield and we'll dissect that son of a gun. Anyway, um, 10 year yield at 4.43. Now I want to, I want to, I want to show you something. And as usual, I, we have decoded the fed. And I, I had Gregory Manorino on here a couple weeks ago. And like I said, I, he knows way more than me. I, I am a student of his, a child at his feet. And I asked him, I said, hey, Greg, when I do this for my, and I put myself on blast for you guys too. I was live, right? And so you could have told me, oh, dude, you're an idiot. You shouldn't be doing that. But he didn't. I was lucky. I, I kind of knew. But um, I had an idea. I said, when I'm showing my people the 10-year the yield, I'm, I'm showing them the, what, the Federal Reserve buying the debt when it goes down, he's like, I absolutely hundred percent. 
So we know. I wonder who's buying the debt. That's why I always say that. But look at this. Look where we were. Look how high we were. Okay, this is, is what is this? Is this, I'm on one, this is in one day. Okay, we're going to check the, the week. Uh, do we have the week? No, we have a month. Okay, we're going to check the day. This is in one day. We started at 4.5. Okay, we dipped all the way down to four, well, you know, a little bit down lower. Boom, 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 boom. And then blam, brilliance, baby, billions. Maybe that's some of that 833 million an hour that we're adding to the national debt. Maybe that's where that came from. I bet you the money they spend to buy the debt, the 10 year yields back, the bond market, I bet you that's not on any books anywhere. I bet you it's in the quadrillions. Quadrillions. I said it. Yep, quadrillions. What's after quadrillion? Does anybody in the chat know what's going on in the chat? I'm sorry, Cat. I know it's hard to listen about money. I've got some funny stuff after. We're almost done. We're almost done, Cat. Cat, I really appreciate you viewing. Karen Carpenter, everybody. Um, look at this. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's another thing. You know, when you get older, prepare, prepare. I mean, sometimes, you know, like my parents that are having a rough time when they were older, there's some shit happened. But, uh, and it left me in a world of nonsense. But, um, the thing of it is, is uh, try to leave your family in a position where they're at least not going to be put in debt, you know? So anyways, if you can, you know, every, everybody, listen, guys, everybody's positions are different. Everything is, is crazy. Tapioca is smoke. I got it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Chris Tapioca is woke. Anyway, um, try to leave yourself in that position, in a good position. You know what I'm saying? So before we get to the funny stuff, um, no, let's do the funny stuff. All right. What do we got going on? New number six. Number six. Thanks for going on. Brother. Well, thanks for coming in. Rochelle M., what's going on? Thank you. And Brian Taylor, what's going on? Good to see you, brother. Thanks for the, the, the good cheers and the prayers, brother. I really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody for that, man. Everybody. So what I have today is uh, one of my favorite Bugs Bunnies. I hope you guys like Bugs Bunny. Um, I don't know anybody who does. I think there might be something strange with someone who doesn't like Bugs Bunny. I'm just joking. Um, so let's get this up. Oh, wait a minute. I got to I'm going to stop this real quick and I'm going to try to make sure you guys can hear this. So they've got some funky new switch on. I'm going to do this by the tab, make sure that I can do this here. Where is it? Okay. Um, okay. Let's try this. Let me know if you can hear it guys. Um, definitely want to make sure you can hear this because if you can't hear it, it's, it's not funny. What? That's not going to work. Here we go. Farmant. Damn it. Ah, oh, come on. Hold on. Dang, damn it. What's going on? I'm giving you Bugs Bunny. I will refuse to be. Okay, let's try this. Okay. I want to share the audio tab. I might have to abort. I am so sorry. Let's try again. Yes or no? Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Give me a match here. 
What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Now you go and get it. Quake rabbit, go and get it before it blows up. Ain't you gonna get it? Oh no! I don't know what he's so excited about. Talcum powder doesn't explode. Whoa. <laughs> Could be wrong, you know. Ha <laughs> ha! Love the Bugs Bunny. I love it. Um, just want to uh, just want to tell everybody. Hey, stop it! Okay, just wanted to tell everybody again. Thank you very much for the thoughts and prayers. It, it was uh, outstanding. And and guys, don't lose hope. I mean, we 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 seen some nasty things today. Um, on the financial report, we're going to continue to see nasty things, but don't let that steal your hope when you're walking around in the doldrums and, and, and letting all this stuff get to you, the NWO, the banking cabal, the snakeheaded gypsy tin vendors with their greed addled minds are winning. Don't let them win. Keep your spirits up. Keep your family close. Love your friends, love your family, love your neighbors, love yourselves. Okay. That's that, that is, that's, that's the advice of the day. Time is your most valuable commodity. That's another thing. Remember that. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, remember time is your most valuable commodity. Try not to waste it. Use it, cherish it and use it wisely. Spend it doing something you love with someone you love, improving yourself or preferably all three of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for viewing. Oh, one more thing. Tomorrow night, conspiring with Tom Cooper, 8 p.m., him and Chris Graves. We've got the Foxhole Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. These are all Eastern times I'm spewing out here. Okay, check them out. Okay, then you you also have Angus Mustang has a new show on. I don't know what the times, but I'm going to make sure that he gets them to me. Okay, check these people out. You know, all these people, they love you. They're bringing you discerning it. They're bringing you great information. You want to try to hit, make sure you see these people. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. Love everybody around you. You know, love your friends, love your neighbors, love yourselves. Uh, not too much, though, but uh, you know what I mean. So until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. And, and I, I am honored to have you all viewing and all, all the thoughts and prayers. Thank you once again. I, I am beside myself. Your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely until we meet again.